0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the NFL DFS From Down Under podcast. I'm Josh Why, and joining us, welcome back, uh, he's been away for the last few weeks, DP or Dada Daryl. Uh, how you going, buddy?
1: Yeah, I'm good. Um, it's been a good couple of weeks away, good to rest my head for a bit, but yeah, it was good. Um, and yeah, looking at the picks that the Clunch has thrown up this week, it seems like I've been away for longer. I, half the names I don't recognize.
0: Yeah, that's good. I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely interesting. I, I like... Uh, I like it. You come in feeling a bit more rejuvenated, clear, clear ahead, um, so you can come in after that fresh break and and be all over it and ready to go. Um, it looks like a pretty good week. Um, before we get into all of our picks, though, I just want to highlight this this game between Kansas City and Los Angeles. So the total set at sixty three and a half, which is the highest ever Vegas total for a game uh, in history, in NFL history. Um, so how does the Cruncher? you know, uh, adapt to that? Or or how do you approach it when there's a game that's just so much higher than any other team? It's like it's like eight and a half points higher than the next uh, sort of highest total.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, so the country kind of works on the basis of expected totals, so it knows what the expected total like game is. Um, and obviously we have the Stats Insider models, which I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what our predicted total is for that game, but I wouldn't expect it to be too far away from the market. Um, so there's obviously a certain amount of touchdowns, a certain amount of scoring to go around. Um, you can work backwards from that to say, okay, X amount of players, X touchdowns in a game, those have to be divided amongst the different wide receivers and obviously the quarterback, you've got the yardage estimates that come from that. So they will be scaled up, They will, but they'll be scaled up sort of by the simulations of the game rather than by explicitly saying it's a 63 total so that's 1.2 times higher than average so all of the players get scaled up that amount um it doesn't do that it just comes from the simulations themselves yep
0: and you know how do you approach a game from a lineup perspective how many players is too many from a single game obviously you can't put all your eggs in one basket because you're selling yourself short but You know, often with these totals, and we talked about this on the SI pod, the the natural lean is to, for most people when they see a high total, is to back the under, but there's been, you know, instances where there's been a lot of high totals, the 57.5 rule, for example, where a lot of the times it actually ends up going over, and, you know, we could see 80 points in this game. So maybe having sort of four or five players from the one match um, could actually be, you know, a GPP winner.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a perfectly viable... Strategy. I'd expect it to be a strategy that gets used a bit, particularly in kind of the DraftKings tournaments. Um, you're yeah, you are shortchanging yourself in that. Obviously, each touchdown can only be thrown to one wide receiver. Yep. So if you've got the quarterback and two wide receivers, or the quarterback and a running back who catches as well as two wide receivers. Um, not all of those people can get the points for a touchdown, and touchdown's still where you're getting most of your points for wide receivers. So yep. that's kind of the downside of it, and you have to play that up against the fact that there are going to be more touchdowns in that game than a game that's totaled at 38 or 40.
0: Yep, okay. So the Week 11 slate, obviously that game at 63.5. We've got Philly and what? New Orleans, Philly and New Orleans uh, at 56.5, Tampa Bay and the Giants at 52, and Carolina and Detroit at 51. Um, there's not really too many big favorites this week. New Orleans the biggest favorite of the week. They're nine point favorites at home against Philly. The Chargers are seven point favorites against Denver. And then every other game is under a touchdown. There will be some low temperatures and some wind in Chicago as always. So that's something to consider. Um, before we do get into our plays, just touch on last week um, between Woot and I. We kind of had the perfect lineup. So we nailed the quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield, Marcus Mariota. He also nailed the uh, wide receivers, Julio. Um he he played Julio and your honor Daryl he found the end zone um and had a big game. Michael Thomas had a big game and Anthony Miller are real cheap. he had a massive game as well and then I had all the running backs Melvin Gordon had a blinder Aaron Jones had a blinder and Duke Johnson had a good game uh, in terms of his price. We whiffed massively on the Jets defense. We just thought I'll oh, start any defense against Buffalo and they finished with minus three points. And then obviously any Bucks player we mentioned on the show was a bit of a failure. Um, put up a lot of yards, but no touchdowns. So um, we'll touch on that in the SI pod. But anyway, week 11, here we are. Um, what's the cruncher like at the quarterback position?
1: Oh, I just before we get into that one for you, I don't, I was still on holiday at this point, but did that LA game ever go up with a total, assuming it was in Mexico?
0: Um, the, the total didn't really change. Um, it it no. was just been 63.5 for two weeks now, and it's just... Uh, it's just been that way it dropped to sixty two and a half today and then went back to sixty three flat so I think it's just gonna hover around that uh at that mark so yeah, it's pretty okay. interesting that this score didn't really change regardless of of the location um yeah yeah, but I'm glad they moved it that field looked shocking so um it was people were hammering the unders on that game because they thought the field was gonna be bad and then um yeah, once it got moved, it kind of just stayed steady
1: makes a change for it to be shocking before an NFL game rather than the mess the NFL made of Wembley before the Tottenham game. Yeah. But that's a separate point. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: so, yeah, I mean, week 11, so the quarterback position, and we've got um, Blake Bortles as a reasonable pick, thirteen one fifty 150 on draft stars. Also shows up at Moneyball, kind of the best dollar per point play. Um, Goff, Stafford, Cousins, other options there. Um Lamar Jackson kind of stands out as a value play if he plays uh, 5K there on draft stars.
0: Yeah, I have Lamar Jackson written down as well. Um, uh, I like Lamar Jackson. I'm a big fan of Lamar Jackson. I wasn't thoroughly impressed with him passing the preseason, but you know we've seen that before. Mahomes struggled in the preseason this year, and now look at him. But um, the Bengals have allowed the second most rushing points to quarterbacks in the league so far this season. They're allowing 323.5 passing yards per game to opposing quarterbacks this season. They're on pace to smash all types of past defense records in terms of how bad they are so if Lamar does start he's going to give you a lot of cash to play around with with the rest of your lineup but then again you're you're right there'll be plenty of exposure if he does play but if he's announced sort of early in the morning and you're awake um, playing money ball or draft stars you can take advantage of that. Um, Cam Newton is my other play this week um, I think he kind of ran into a buzzsaw last week against the Pittsburgh defense, but I think he'll bounce back here against Detroit, who ranked 31st in passing points allowed per attempt and 31st in uh, yards per attempt as well. So uh, they're they're a very porous pass defense, and I like Marcus Mariota. He's been consistent the last few weeks, running the ball well as well. He's had at least uh, 21 yards um, in his last couple of games, so there's an extra couple of points for you, and the Colts defense they have been uh, allowing about 72% of passes to opposing quarterbacks, so I think uh, Mariota... Um, is going to be a play this week. What about the running back position?
1: Um, so we, we've got Dion Lewis, um, 8,300 at draft stars, best value play. Next up there, Riddick, Yeldon, Hines. Um, one of your plays, Lindsay, showed up as well there. Yep. Um, Gurley is the best kind of premium, um, 18, um Kareem Hunt also in the premium category. And Gurley as well, at Moneyball, balls turns out um, his best premium and best value there at ten seven. Um, Ezekiel, Elliot, Gordon and Kamala are other picks
0: there. Yeah, uh, so it looks like all hands on deck for Gurley in that sort of big matchup for, between Kansas City and LA there from uh, from the crunchers' perspective.
1: Yep, pretty much. Yep, there uh, we go. Hopefully <laughs> good
0: one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's found the end zone now in like a, an unbelievable amount of consecutive games, so there's just a solid floor there from Gurley. Um, and in a game that should have plenty of points, you know, the, the sky is definitely the limit there. Um, I like, yeah, Philip Lindsay this week. Um, He's had either 84 uh, 84 total yards or a touchdown in six of the seven games where he's played in all four quarters. Um, The game that he didn't play all four quarters, he got ejected for punching someone in the face. So um, I kind of like that about him, a little bit of an edge. Um, You know, he's punching a helmet smart. Um, And Alex Collins I like this week as well against the Bengals. So not only are the Bengals just terrible through the air, um, they're also been really really bad on the ground the last few weeks so over the last four games they've allowed a whopping nine touchdowns to running backs um including six of those on the ground um and they're allowing 176 and a half total yards per game to opposing backfields that's 31st in the league so um, i think Alex Collins could have a big game especially if Lamar plays they'll try and hand the ball off to Collins a lot I'm trying to try to take the pressure off Lamar um a little bit um so i do like Alex Collins this week um and then david johnson he's back he's absolutely back uh, i love it um since they've fired mike mccoy and gone with brian Leftwich, he's had 100 and 183 y- yards um from scrimmage in his last two games and at least 20 touches in five of his past six games so i do think he's good here especially when they're a home favorite which is a bit of a rarity for the cardinals this season so i like uh david johnson
1: yep um I think David Johnson is also one that the country kind of has up there, ranked highly. He shows up in a couple of the top 10 or so teams. So it may be a player that we have exposure to as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, all right, wide receiver. I'll just quickly mention one of mine. I mentioned Mariota before. I like sort of stacking him with Corey Davis. Uh, so for the first time in, in his career, Davis has had back to back games with double digit targets. And uh, so he's amassing about 37%. Of his team's looks, that's from uh, Rich Highbrow of uh, Roto World, uh, tweeted that out. Um, so I do think he's going to have a really solid game with Mariota against the Colts defense. I think that's the stack to go with. But uh, what did the wide receivers? Uh, what did the Cruncher like at wide receiver this week?
1: Um, so from the value perspective, Eglohor um, five six forty, I think stands out of draft stars. Next up there, Westbrook, who I mean, we had a couple of good games from last year. Yeah. Um, Crabtree and Williams. Um, OBJ is kind of your best value play um, at Moneyball, followed by Woods. Um, Cooks is up there as well. Um, OBJ is also the best premium. And it threw up a guy who I had to copy and paste from the Cruncher, who I've never heard of him at all. Um, Valdez Scantling. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I I could not help but laugh. I, I had, I like, literally laughed out loud when I read uh, your notes in the doc uh, when you had Valdez Scantling and then you had brackets. Who, question mark, what, question mark, which is just <laughs> perfect. And he has the perfect surname for Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay because Aaron Rodgers is the Packers right now. He's just throwing to a bunch of people, even people with made-up surnames like Valdez, Scantling. It just <laughs> sounds like a like a scaffolding company or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's an unbelievable surname. So it was a perfect timing for you to be away for a couple of weeks where this guy has emerged as kind of the number two guy while Randall Cobb's been injured. So um, I've we mentioned him last week and the week before Valdez Scantling, so people that have been listening uh, will be well aware, of, well aware of him, and I like that uh, play, but I just I laughed so hard at that note. I thought it was absolutely perfect because he, it just it <laughs> feels like that Rodgers is just throwing to a bunch of no-names. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. it shows you if you uh, in the right offense, you can pick up points.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you play with the yeah play with the elite quarterbacks, you'll be okay. Um, I yeah. like kind of the 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 Blake Bortles, Deedee Dee Westbrook stack. That's going to be a, kind of a budget stack where then you could spend up on, on Gurley and Cream Hunt um, potentially, and then sort of have lots of yardage locked up in that uh, Rams Chiefs game, and then even Lamar Jackson as a and a Crabtree stack as well. Um, that shouldn't be too dear for, for those lineups. So, yep. um, Especially if, if you like the Jags this week at the plus six, and we'll touch on that a little bit in the uh, punt return podcast, check that out. Um, my other wide receivers, I like Michael Thomas this week. Uh, Philly are just really banged up at corner, and they're already bad at, at facing opposing wide receiver ones. And Michael Thomas is catching an incredible, like 83% of his targets this season. He's just unstoppable. Um, so he'll be he'll be have a really good matchup here against uh against the Eagles at home. So I think uh he's definitely gonna have a big game. Um I like Amari Cooper this week. I think he's kind of found a nice little home there in, in in uh Dallas. I still don't like the trade but um from a value perspective, but for this week he's he's had eight and ten targets since joining the Cowboys, so he's the clear number one target for Dak Prescott and the Falcons have been a bit of a uh sieve on uh past defense, so the third most fantasy points allowed to opposing receivers. Um, this season, uh, the Falcons. And then as a cheap option, I like Maurice Harris uh, for a bit of a contrarian or a low budget if you're trying to squeeze someone into the lineup, uh, Maurice Harris for the Redskins against the Texans. So um, that's just a name to to watch out for and always check the injury report. Jordan Reed's always questionable, so if he's definitely out, then uh, Maurice Harris might be you know a bit of a budget play this week. So that's definitely someone to worth uh, keeping an eye out on. Um, tight end. I feel like this is a premium week at tight end.
1: Yeah, I think so. Um, there's no, well, I say there's no real surprises. One guy who I put a question mark next to, but other than that, it's the same old names for me.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, for me, it's just uh, Kelsey's the guy that I want to own in this, this chiefs Rams matchup. He's been the tight end number one in eight of his past nine games. And, uh, the Rams, you know, we saw it in week one, Jared cook, absolutely just cut them open. Um, against the tight ends. So they're fifth, so the fifth worst uh, defense against tight ends in fantasy this season, the Rams, and I just think Kelsey's just been absolutely lights out the last few weeks. So Kelsey's the chief I want to own in, in this uh, this Rams-Chiefs uh, game, this high-total shootout that we're all expecting. It's probably going to end up being like 17-14 after all this hype for, for the week, but <laughs> uh, it's just the way the NFL is. And then I like Zach Ertz. He's just a target machine. Um, Wentz just loves him. Um, the floor is just so, so solid. He's on pace to break tight end catch reception records this season. Even if he doesn't have a catch in week 10, he's still on track to beat it. So, uh, I think those two are the two premium options. So what did, what did the cruncher like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, the premium options are expensive at draft stars. If you have saved money elsewhere, you can pick them. Um, if not, we've got, um, Eric Ebron as the best value player, 7,100, Carl Rudolph, um, and then McDonald and Huaman, which yeah. I assume is another guy who's come to prominence while I've been
0: away. Hi <laughs> <laughs> Huaman, hey, he's been around for a, for a little while for the Denver team. Um, he kind of had one good game about five weeks ago, I think. And then, um, yeah, he hasn't been great. I've had to play him in a couple of like season-long leagues because I've just been so injured and I hate myself for it. Um, but, you know, he's always kind of just sitting there on the waiver wire. So um, if the matchup is nice, then, yeah, why not? I might look into that.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't looked into why or what element of his game is uh, projecting in points this week, but one that the country throws up as a value play, and then at Moneyball, um, the premium options are a bit more viable. Ertz, we've got as the best value at 7,700, followed by Kelsey, and then a big couch eight, and then a big drop to Ebron.
0: Yeah. Uh, Ebron obviously had that uh, just that massive, massive game uh, last week uh, with three touchdowns in the first half. Trying to work out whether the charges are, you know, unbelievable against uh, the t- tight end or not, or why Hyman's shooting out. The charges are ten, uh, 11th in the NFL in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. So, um, if you're looking at Hyman, that's something to consider. All right, defenses. I know how much you love defenses. What do <laughs> you like this week?
1: Um, I literally just sorted the Cruncher by value, and the Charges and Falcons popped out. That's all I can tell you. <laughs>
0: okay, there you go. Uh, yeah, I. I'm just going with Houston against Washington just because I really wanted to say this, that Alex Smith has passed for exactly 178 yards in three of his last four games. So generally, if you can hold a team to under 200 passing yards, that normally bodes well for you in terms of uh, allowing points unless they have a huge ground game. But Houston's defense, uh, J.J. Wadd and and Jadavian Clowney should have a good day against a, a Washington offensive line that's missing three starters. So, I could see plenty of sack numbers. I think that's probably a, a way to go. And then, obviously, Oakland, Arizona's got a very, very low total at 48 41 at the moment. So, um, if you're leaning towards Arizona covering and winning that game, then, um, I think you could look at Arizona, um, potentially having a good game against, uh, Derek Carr and the Oakland Raiders. But, uh, the fact that the Chargers popped up is interesting. Uh, Joey Bosa practiced this week. I don't know if he'll be back, but, uh, that could be huge down the stretch for them. So, Something to consider. Yep. Uh, any final thoughts on, on week 11? And also, how's the crunch been doing in the first two weeks of NBA before we wrap things up?
1: I couldn't tell you, to be honest. Um, the yep. guys in the office have been um, playing quite a bit of NBA. I think between them, they were about kind of 3K or so up. Um, the I played today. I think we had our fifth. Oh, I came 10th. Greg came fifth today. So yep. some good results. But, um, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Long season in the NBA.
0: Yep. And for people just joining us, uh, for the first time this season, what, uh, what is the lineup cruncher and and where can people find it just to, just to refresh people's memories if they haven't jumped on already?
1: Um, so, well, so basically the cruncher works takes our projections for each game and allows you to kind of perform what you call a linear optimization. So it basically picks the best lineup that's available within that money. Um, you can then go in and set your own constraints. So you can say, I want to lock player X, lock player Y, etc., into your um, teams and build teams that include that player. You can also look at, for example, stacking, say, I want three players from the Colts or I want you know four players from the Clippers um, so a whole range of kind of lineup building options that will help you um, use the projections in the best way possible.
0: Awesome! I uh, definitely recommend it, especially with NBA because you just get it every single day. So the NFL is great once a week, uh, but the NBA is every single day, and then obviously the Big Bash is starting uh, very very shortly as well. So um, I definitely suggest checking that out. Uh, and that pretty much wraps up our uh, yeah our podcast this week for week eleven. Uh, we'll be back next week for Week 12, so uh, good luck, Daryl, in Week 11. Welcome back, and uh, Thank look you. forward to chatting with you next week to see how we fare with uh, Valdez Scantling um, <laughs> yes. and Lamar Jackson winning uh, winning us plenty of cash this week.
1: Yep, fingers crossed. There um, should be some hopefully some good games this weekend, so get a chance to watch them.
0: Yep, uh, check out uh, fantasyinsider.com.au, follow us on Twitter at Wine. you can follow Daryl on Twitter as well at DP Woodford, and uh, we'll catch you next week.